His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Hey, you may have seen somebody in life that looks just like a celebrity. Now, there's a guy I know in Jacksonville, Florida. You'd think he was Tom Cruise when you look at him. Really? Looks just like Tom Cruise. The smile, everything looks just like Tom Cruise. Now, maybe you're very familiar with this. What's the movie? Moana. Yeah, I've only seen the end of it. On Netflix. I love this song, though. It's so a good. great song. Well, there's a whole in Hawaii. There's a Costco, and at this Costco, there's a cashier that looks like this guy right here. What can I say except you're welcome, Maui? Ah. Looks just like the dude. His name is Will. That's the cashier at this Costco. There's a mom, and her two daughters insist every time she goes to Costco that they come because they search out Will. Or, I'm sorry, they search out Maui every time they go. So the other day, the girl's mom posted this <laughs> with Maui. One, two, three. Isn't that cool? The guy even has tattoos on his arms, like the character. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I think he may have done that on purpose. I don't know. He will go out and do Maui in Hawaii at little children or kids' functions because he looks just like the character. Hmm. Hair and everything. Yeah. yeah. He does look like him. Got, what is it, the man bun and all that other stuff <laughs> yeah, that Maui has? Curly, yeah. Shoulder-length hair. Yep. And so he's got the character down. What's the, What's he say? Chewy? I don't know what his little oh, I gotta, tagline I is. I gotta hear it again. Chahoo! Oh, <laughs> And the kids loved it. He got them to come around the back of the register and they're like, whoa, Maui. I'm glad Did he that. has fun with it. Yeah, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd do that. I can't even do it like him, the whole chewy thing. No. Chew! How's he doing? Okay, there you go. His morning crew. I have to admit, I had some fun yesterday playing in the snow with my five-year-old Sammy. He is so creative. He created like this road system in this field behind our house with his ATV he got for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And he had all these roads. He had Daddy Drive and Allison Avenue and Sammy Circle. Avenue. (laughs) He is creative. My my almost said he was five. My nine-year-old Elijah went to the hill in our neighborhood. Nobody was there. What? He stayed for one minute because he's very social. Uh-huh. He wants to play. Yeah. He said, Mom, I'm going home. Huh. That's that so weird. It. Where was everybody? Inside, warm. yeah. <laughs> well, this couple in Boston, as you can imagine, they had a bit more snow in their backyard than we have, but their huge greyhounds needed to go outside and get exercise. So Vicky and Rocco are the dogs, and really, they need to get their energy out. So the owners created a circuit. Think like a Formula One style racetrack carved into the snow mm. in their backyard and one of their dogs Vicky absolutely loved it she ran around and around and around this track and the video of her racing in the snow went viral they posted it on Twitter and it has over 4.6 million views it got like 63,000 retweets but she's just having a blast doing her thing in the snow I will say it looks fun it does doesn't it <laughs> that was Ingenious, because you said they're greyhounds. Yes. Boy, they're taking advantage of that. Yeah, I think it's their natural instinct, you know, to go run. And they had snow that was about waist deep. 
oh, in their really? backyard. Yeah. That's a lot of snow. That took a lot of work to dig out that track. I'm sure For their dogs like that. That was so cool. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Most big things come from a lot of little things done well, or vice versa. Little done over and over brings about big, good or bad. I'm Allison along with Rob and Jim. We're his morning crew on his radio. You know, when you think about it, what Allison was just talking about, this world we live in just stinks. You know, there's evil, there's sin, where it seems like everywhere so much corruption. But our encouraging word today, for me at least, to put some things in perspective, it's Titus chapter 2 and verse 12. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Well, that's a good thing to live by today, our hashtag encouraging word. That's Titus chapter 2 and verse 12. More than just pretty voices. Let's say we take a trip back in, back in time, to the land of TLC when there was a show that was called Trading Spaces. And this guy was one of the stars of it. I'm Brandon Carpenter. If Mother Nature can't build it, I can. Oh, yeah. Well, Brandon Russell is joining us now live from his shop in Charlotte. Brandon, what was it like to be chosen out of hundreds of hunky carpenters to be on that show? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, you're putting a lot of pressure on me now. <laughs> uh, uh, it's great to be here. So happy that you're having me on the air. Um, during the process when I was uh, auditioning, probably the most amazing thing was all we heard was it was going to be the greatest show ever, the new home show, it's going to take over the world. So we had no clue what it was. And uh, I auditioned, and then about a week later, had to fly to New York for a further audition with the directors and still knew nothing about the show. Um, just was told it was going to be this amazing show. And then uh, after that, I was told, oh, you're definitely going to get the show. And I said, please don't say that because, you know, just, just let it go. I've, I've heard, I've heard that many times before and I didn't want to get too excited. And to be honest, for eight months, I didn't get a phone call. I didn't get an email, heard nothing. And I had gone on with my life doing all kinds of other things and still auditioning for stuff. And then, uh, one day out of the blue, I get a phone call from my agent and, he told me I wasn't available for another audition. I said, no, I told you I could be there. And he said, no, you're not available. And I said, no, I'm available. And uh, he said, no, you're not, because you just became the new carpenter on Trading Spaces. Hey, look and at that. It was amazing. <laughs> Well, it was so cool to know that your dad was a very instrumental part in your career in carpentry. Can you kind of tell us how he influenced you? Yeah, I think uh, from a very young age, my dad, um, you know, that's what he kind of did growing up. He did a lot of work uh, in homes and construction. So he knew a lot about it. And he was a very hands-on guy from making knives from scratch and all kinds of stuff. He was a leather smith. And um, growing up, I always saw him in his workshop, uh, you know, working with different tools and stuff like that. And of course, I would grab him here and there and try to, you know, mess with him and, you know, emulate him. But probably the most... Uh, Biggest memory for me when people ask how I know how to do a lot of the things I do, it's not really because my dad specifically taught me. I would ask him, hey, how do you do this? And he would always say, I don't know. How do you do it? And uh, he would make me learn. And a lot of the things I learned is from the mistakes I made. Um, so it was pretty, it was pretty amazing that 
um, a, a lot of stuff of what I know, it's not because I know everything <laughs> to do for it. It's because I've learned how to not do it 10 other ways. So <laughs> you do learn from mistakes. I mean, that's, that's, that speaks volumes right there. Oh, you know, I can't tell you how much more I, I believe it's the best way to learn personally, because from your mistakes is where I now know when I'm teaching and telling people what to do, I already know what they're going to do and mm -hmm. what mistakes they could make. So it makes it easier as a, you know, instructor or someone giving advice, um, because I already know the things that are probably going to arise and happen. I can kind of steer you away from that. We're spending some time with Brandon Russell. You'll remember him from Trading Spaces. And if you haven't heard yet, the show's making a comeback. The mother of all design shows is back. Are you ready to trade spaces? <laughs> Cheers to being back. Cheers. We're back. Isn't it awesome? Okay. What's your take on this, Brandon? This thing making a comeback on TLC. Well, I always called that it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. So I think it's amazing that it's coming back, to be honest. I'm not biased. I wasn't even on the show till the seventh and eighth season. So it's not like it's something I, I was the starter of. So I'm not being biased when I say I do believe it is what was the groundbreaking force in all the home renovation shows we watch today. Right. I mean, it kind of laid the pavement for all of it. So I think it's amazing that it's coming back. To be honest, I think it, what, I, what I think is really going to be wild is the kids that were curled up in the mom and dad's lap that said they didn't want to watch it but then couldn't wait for the reveal mm -hmm. now they own their own home so it's their turn so what are you doing now uh brandon now now you got some time in charlotte and you're doing some spaces yourself i'm currently about to launch a um I, well, actually, I've kind of started it years ago because of trading spaces. Um, I wanted to always give back because being blessed with such an amazing platform to reach people, I thought there's something I, I need to give back. And I started a uh, calls and a, it's a nonprofit called Fix It Forward. And it's basically um, the idea of, yeah, everybody would love to have a whole house redone, but we can't all just afford that. So what Fix It Forward does is just go in and it meets the greatest need for someone. And that need is completely different for each home and different families. So once you meet that need and they ask, how could I ever pay it forward? I tell them, you don't have to pay anything, but you can help me fix it forward. And they help me fix a need in one of their neighbors. And it kind of builds that grassroots community. Our, our idea is resurrecting the front porch community from the back deck society we've become. I love that. It, it's people helping people at that point. Well, it's it's basically going back to how we were founded as, you know, we, we raised the barn, we raised the church, we raised the city, we raised the town. So, but we did it with our own hands and by helping each other. So I'm just trying to go back to that grassroots idea and, you know, borrow an egg, borrow a cup of flour, a scoop of sugar, you know, don't be afraid to ask. I love that. that. Cool. It sounds like your faith is really the foundation of that. Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, it's it, basically, I mean, that's what's so driving. It's hard in the industry when you have ideas like this. You know, you're always careful because you're like, please don't let someone steal it that's not doing it because it's a part of their heart. And this is something that's such a desire for me to do that, um, you know, I, for me just to be able to give back. And I tell everybody, you know, you are transforming their home and you are helping them with a great need. But the true transformation is honestly within the heart. And it's the heart of the neighbor that's receiving 
something that wasn't given for something else. They're doing it unselfishly. So it's just it's just a great transformation. His morning crew. You know those announcements that schools put out? Usually not that exciting, right? Boring. Boring. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, we were created by our creator to be creative. And administrators at Jesus the Good Shepherd School in Louisiana, they certainly got creative when school got canceled on Monday. All right, stop. Pick up your phone and listen. Patrick's back. It's not a new invention. Something's been falling all packed tightly. Frosty, flaky, daily, nightly. Will it ever die? No, I don't know. Turn up the heat. It's called snow. No school, there's ice. Well, then. No school, there's ice. I'm telling you, no school, there's ice. So Principal Lisa Patrick is the star rapper, and she even puts on, like, goggles and, you know, the whole bit to have a costume for it, and there's some fake snow involved. Uh Assistant Principal Amy Anthony and Secretary Sue Blackford served as the backup dancers. And these three might be taking the show on the road. Oh, really? (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny? Good night. I wonder what... uh, Oh, what's his name? What's the what's the dude's name that did the song? Vanilla Ice. That's it. Vanilla. I wonder what he thinks of it. <laughs> I'm sure he loves it. Yeah. I, I don't think this is the first time that song has been knocked off to use something mm-hmm. like this, but these ladies definitely did mm-hmm. a great job. No school, there's ice. <laughs> That's right. Mornings with his morning crew. When you compare yourself to someone, it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. Now, Christine Kane has this devotional. It's called Unshakable. It's a daily devotional. And in today's devotion, she mentions that you are God's, I love how she puts this, life print. Every person has a different fingerprint, right? So it's God's reminder in that fingerprint that he's made each person on this planet and he's made you unique. So instead of looking at another person, know that God has a unique life print for you. He has a life print for me. And she says this, so seek God for your purpose and accept it because you were marvelously made. In Psalm 139, verse 14 through 16, she points this out in the message version of the Bible. It says this, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. That's Psalm 139, 14 through 16 in the message. And her devotional today is Life Print. We actually have this unshakable daily devotional from Christine Kane available for you to win. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. All you need to do is head to the His Radio Facebook page. Tell us what God is helping you to overcome right now in your life. Leave a comment there and you'll be entered to win. Are we going to do that tomorrow? Like yes. give them away tomorrow? Yes, we okay. will. I hope you go to the Facebook page. I would love for you to win this. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I loved scrolling through social media and seeing how different people were spending their snow day. Mandisa, uh, one of our favorite artists here on his radio, she was sitting by the fire and had a little video of that. So cozy. And then Matthew West, uh, he took his dog for a walk and it was really cute. Hey, you excited? Go, 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 ready, go. 
There you go. <laughs> I can't even see him. He's a snowball. <laughs> he's a snowball. He was he's a white dog. He has like a brown face, but he did blend in with the snow. And Matthew also posted this video of him like totally biffing it. <laughs> Pushing his kid in the sled. It was fun. No, oh cool. And then Carrie Job, uh, she basically looks like most of the time just kind of watched the snow from inside the coziness of her house. I love the snow. It's just dreamy, isn't it? It is. It's just dreamy. <laughs> so we'd love to know, what's your favorite snow day activity? There's so many ways to enjoy it, yeah, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of pictures, too, that were getting texted in of what people were doing in the snow, the fun things that we were doing. My uh, nine-year-old likes to sled down the hill, mm. although because we have a big one in our neighborhood. Yeah. But my wife said they got there because I was already here, there's nobody at the hill. And since he's so social and likes to play, since there's nobody to play with, he said, let's go back home. Oh, then it just becomes cold and yeah. lonely. <laughs> Not quite the fun you're looking for. I don't even know if he went down it. So how about you? What was the favorite snow day activity that you did? You can chime in the conversation. You can call right now, 800-447-7234, or text in some of those pictures. That would be awesome. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Okay, I'm going to throw a question at you. What's one thing you hope you never run out of? Or like if you do wow. run out of it, 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 you are really sad and you call Amy, your wife, and you're like, please go to the grocery store and get this. Boy, there's so much. <laughs> one thing I have to think here. One, one thing. Uh, uh, celery. No. <laughs> Cel celery would be a good thing. That was, uh, that was our video producer, JD. Uh, Protein powder. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I know you so well. Yes, you do. Uh, well, if your answer is Oreos, if you're like shouting Oreos, Oreos, then you're in luck because there's a new Cookie Club subscription you can sign up for through Amazon. I don't think they have a celery subscription. Why not? I'm sorry. Ugh. But every box in the Cookie Club comes with two Oreo snacks. We're talking like old faves and then maybe new product innovations. They cost about $20 a box, which seems a little steep for me, but... How many are in them? You get two products and then you get like a recipe card and then a gift item, which might be a hat, an Oreos hat or a t-shirt or something like that. So it's not two cookies. It's two things of two, Oreo Two like full-size packs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently in the January box, it had their new hot and spicy flavor, which I haven't had a chance to try yet. That sounds gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> and a, a hot and spicy Oreo cookie? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. So here's yet another subscription box. Have you known? Those things are huge, the subscription boxes. Well, a lot of them are failing. Oh, why? It's a tough business model, Rob. I guess. You got to have a pretty big base and then the, the expense of the shipping and all that. So. Listen to her. She's like an entrepreneur. I know. I watch Shark Tank knows, a lot. So. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> see? But, but is Oreo big enough to, to I would handle? Think, yeah, they, they've got the, you know. Is this something you do? Dollars behind a subscription-based company? No, no. Oh. Uh, the Oreo subscription. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, you want me to launch a company? Yeah. Can I be your silent, non-participating, money-wise partner? <laughs> sure. Well, so I would make a profit off it then. If there is a profit, if I will share it with you. If there is a profit, yeah. So we're launching a celery 
Is that our is that our vision? Sure, yeah, that's the vision. <laughs> Celery and protein powder. Okay. So you never ever ever run out. It just always comes in a subscription. Well, I box. know you'll be a customer. I'm in. His morning crew. Okay, so on his morning crew, Allison a moment ago mentioned something about a subscription service for Oreo cookies. Yeah, you never have to worry about running out of Oreos again now. Isn't that crazy. Amazing. And then I'm like, there seems to be a lot of subscription services to just about anything. Yeah, it does seem like that. Except celery. What's up with that? (laughs) I want my protein powder service with celery sticks. Okay, Gail is is chiming on the subscription thing. What's going on, Gail? Once my sister didn't have any idea what to buy her husband for his birthday, so she bought him a Bacon of the Month Club membership. You're kidding. So every, oh. every month he got different types of bacon in the mail. Okay, well educate so me a little bit because I'm I'm new to the bacon world. Are there that many different kinds of bacon? Evidently. There's like maple flavored and hickory flavored and yeah, who knows. I'm sort of like, I like the plain bacon, preferably if somebody else cooks it. It doesn't come cooked, uh, right? No, you have to cook it. You know what I'm curious of, Gail? How Allison what? doesn't know anything about bacon. How do you not know anything about bacon? I mean, I know the basics. I didn't know there <laughs> the was enough different kinds to to sustain a subscription to it. I know. They don't have bacon in Iowa. <laughs> oh, they have a lot of it. I'm sure in the farmland like that. What, what, okay, J.D., what other kind of bacon is there? Uh, nitrite pe- pepper, you've got hickory, maple, wow. Okay, now I had no idea there was that many flavors of bacon. I know. Did All you I say knew is nitrate? Turkey. <laughs> nitrate, hickory, yeah. Nitrate? I don't think you want nitrates, though. No. Oh, that sounds like explosive. <laughs> Maybe afterwards after you eat it. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. You know, I was involved in just about every club in high school. And although I wasn't very good at any of it, I did, you know, like cheerleading and show choir and stomp. And of course, I was a mime. A mime. I She's was a mime. really good at it. You should see her. My 16-year-old <laughs> is in a club called DECA. They it's didn't a, have that where I'm from. That sounds a, so cool. a marketing club. It's really awesome. But there's this group of high school boys in Hilton Head that have more talent in their pinky than I ever did. They're on the robotics team, which is another thing they never had when I was in high school. Did your high school have a robotics oh, team? Oh, yeah. I was from Tampa Bay. We had everything. In Iowa, maybe not robotics. No. So Brian, Arnott, Christian, and Kieran, they call themselves the Beachbotics. Beach Botics? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty awesome. And they are now world-renowned because they placed first in an international robotics competition. We never expected to win the whole competition. We were just doing it for fun. I was uh, not expecting that at all. My generation got us on the moon. These are the guys that are going to put us on Mars. All right. I love that. That was their robotics advisor, John Quinlan. The MIT and NASA joint competition invited 230 teams from around the world. This is what they did, according to WSAV. They had to code a program that would get a satellite to drill into the moon and return samples. Whoa. (laughs) 
That's pretty wicked awesome. And that was like their first round. It just got more difficult from there that I couldn't even understand it. So I can't even tell you what they did. But they That's placed cool. first. I know. That Amazing. Is cool. What did they call themselves? Beach Botics? What? Beach Botics. Beach Botics. You guys are pretty cool. I know. I like that. And their school did this really neat thing, like a Hall of Champions type of thing, where all the students came out in the hallway and the guys on the robotics team walked down and uh, gave everybody high fives and everybody cheered for them. It's See, really neat. You go, Beach Botics. His morning crew. Her name is Faye. Faye is a new mom. She works full time. And the other morning, she had no one to watch her baby. And so she picked up the phone, called the manager and said, listen, I'm here in the parking lot and I have no place. Nobody can watch my child. And the manager, the shift manager was like, that's cool. Bring her in. And so she did. She said, well, we'll take care of it. We'll be able to, to watch your baby together. And so turns out that Trooper Brad, who makes his morning stop every morning at that coffee shop, he and Dylan, that little sweet baby, like hit it off. They became besties just like that. They're tooling around the coffee shop. You know how a dad will bend down and uh, and just chase the baby around in the living room? He's doing that with Dylan in this coffee shop. It was the coolest thing. They were so tight. After phase shift, she walked up to that trooper, Trooper Brad, and she was just crying. And it was those cries of thankful tears because of his kindness and the kindness of her co-workers. She said she's never felt so loved in her life mm. and how they all just were all over her baby like that. That is a heartwarming story and could have gone so differently, you know, if people had been cold about it or given her a hard time of mm -hmm. not, you know, not having child care. But, wow, I'm so glad it went that way. Sweet people coming together. Yeah, and now uh, Trooper Brad and Dylan are like besties. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Who out there, be honest, is addicted to your smartphone? How many times do you touch it in a day? I'm looking at you, Rob. <laughs> I am not going to say. Okay. Nor do you want to ask my family. Okay. Well, the average American clicks, taps, or swipes on their smartphone screen more than 2,600 times a day. Damn, really? Yes. Oh, that sounds excessive. With some reaching over 5,000 times. So if you struggle with maybe being addicted to checking your phone... And I'm going to raise my hand. I think I probably fall into that category. This could help. This is pretty cool. You can change your handset screen to grayscale, meaning it turns all of the colors into black and white. So basically, you know those boring westerns <laughs> that like I could not sit through? Uh-huh. It turns your phone into that. Really? So, like, you won't want to look at it so much because it's a boring Western. Did you do this? I did. Can I see? Yeah. No wonder why you haven't been on your phone this much this morning. I know. It's so boring. I actually had to change it back to look at Instagram because I was so unenthusiastic about Is that why you asked me to check our Instagram this morning, the His Radio Instagram? Yeah. Why did you ask me? Well, because I posted a picture while it was in grayscale, and I didn't know if it was going to post in color. Oh. <laughs> she was mysterious when she asked. She goes, could you just kind of look at it and tell me what it looks like? I said, yeah, here it is. She goes, oh, okay. I don't know. So you thought it would post it like that? Well, I didn't know. I've never done this before, and I uh -huh. couldn't. I mean, when I look at it, it's black and white, so I didn't. How would I check it? <laughs> <laughs> so 
you know, if everything is grayscale, it really makes Instagram and Facebook a lot less interesting. Can I see? I mean, put it to your normal, like, take it off Instagram. Let me see just the, the normal thing on it. Oh, like the main screen? Yeah, I want to compare to my lovely... Whoa. That's horrible. Because the colors are designed to grab our attention and to yeah. make us feel emotions. And if the colors aren't there, this might just be the key to help this a lot is, of people. That's depressing. Will you take your phone back? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> My depressing phone. Yeah. I can see that working. I can too. I know what? My nine-year-old Eli mm-hmm. loves to take his mom's phone all the time. Oh. I'm going to switch it to that. Yes. I'm That's switch a good to idea. Black and white version of it. It hmm. might help. There's a few steps you have to take to get your phone converted. Really? So, Is it too hard? Uh, well, no, well it's not you difficult. did it. I did it. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> More than just pretty voices. Along with us this morning is Kim Dolan Lido. You may know her from Faith Inspire Transformation. That's putting God into fitness. Fitness, fit. Faith Inspire Transformation. One thing, and when you start thinking about all these New Year's resolutions and this other stuff, a lot of people said, I'm done. But Kim will encourage you not to give up. I know most people have already started to give up on their fitness goals, but don't let that be you today. If you're waiting to find that perfect time to get started again or jump back on track, make that day today. Yeah, so Kim has a few tips for you as well this morning. One of them is forget the finish line mentally. Yes, eating healthy and exercising aren't something we do until we just reach our goal weight. There's something we need to do to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually every single day. I have to admit, yesterday was a snow day, Kim, and one of our activities was we made chocolate chip cookies. So I I feel the need to confess that I ate a lot of them. But you tell me that's okay, right? Yes, because remember, you're always only one healthy meal or great workout away from being right back on track. Aren't we so hard on ourselves? Like, Allison, you're being hard on yourself, but don't be because you can just, you can either fall down and quit or you can just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to make my next decision a great one and I'm going to jump right, right back on track. And that's what I love about the grace of God is that you don't beat yourself up. You're not supposed to be perfect on your diet. You're, ne- you're never supposed to say like, okay, I'm going to take today off my workout. It's not about that. It's about Jesus. It's about grace. It's about, you know what? I want to make good decisions because I have a life that God's planned for me and I want to thrive and live that life. And I need to be on my A game and you're not going to be if you you don't feel good, right? So what one thing, I mean, one thing that you can do today to take that first step? I think one of the biggest things is what Allison was talking about is food. Google how to make everything you love in a healthy way. Our, we With Google, we have so many resources available to us. If you like hamburgers, if you like tacos, if you like chocolate chip cookies, whatever that thing is, Google, how can I make that in a healthy way? And think about how this will benefit the other people in your lives as well if you're that person that's cooking. Other things you can do are sign up for a class. Like Allison and I were talking about Orange Theory before the show started. Try something new or write down your specific goals. We're so unclear sometimes. We need to be specific. Like, I want to get healthy. That's not a goal. Say something like, I'm going to trade my 4 o'clock candy bar and Coke for an iced tea and an apple with peanut butter. Make a specific change. So I think that those are just easy, doable things that translate to big results over time. 
You're bringing God into fitness. I mean, that's what faith-inspired transformation is all about. So what are your, some of your thoughts into accomplishing these kind of goals? I want to pose the challenge question. I want to make, I want to just ask people, you know, if not now, when? Because there's never going to be an easier time, a better time, or a more convenient time. So I want you to start now because you've been empowered by God with everything you need to succeed. Lean on him, believe in your goals, and hold on to hope for he is forever faithful. I wrote that quote inspired by 1 Corinthians 1.9, and I hope it breathes some renewed, fresh hope and, and some motivation into your goals because you are worth taking care of. Okay, so when Allison Googles how to make healthy chocolate chip cookies, should she also add and taste good? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. I mean, just switching up dark chocolate, exchanging the flour, using applesauce instead of butter. I mean, there are seriously little tweaks you can make that make, like, uh, Trivia has br uh, brown sugar that has, like, 75% less calories. Just oh. one little difference like that can make astounding changes in the scale and your blood pressure and your overall health. And I think that that's really where you win is in those key little decisions throughout the day. I'm going to go buy some of that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced her, Kim. Kim Dolan Little along with us this morning, Faith Inspired Transformation. If you missed any of our time with Kim, you'll see it online, hisradio.com, Apple TV, and Roku. His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim.